welcome to Shiny New Clients, the marketing podcast that helps you attract shiny new clients to your business. We'll talk about social media, what makes people buy, how to go viral, and marketing psychology, all in 20 minutes or less. Whether you're a coach, a stylist, or a wedding planner, if you've got a service-based business to sell, this is the show you need to fill your calendar. I'm Jenna Warner, your new marketing coach, and this is Shiny New Clients. Authentic. Authenticity. The concept of being authentic online has been one of the hottest topics in social media and social media marketing for the last couple of years. Authentic itself is such a buzzword. People want to work with more authentic brands. Personal brands want to appear authentic. People tell me all the time that they want to be more authentic and they're not sure how to be or that they admire people who are authentic. So my toxic trait, when I hear something like that and you tell me you want to be more authentic, My toxic trait is how can we create a formula for this? How can we create a system? How can we identify what that actually means so that we can do more of it? So let's break it down. In this episode, I want to give you a whole bunch of food for thought on ways that you can be more authentic and why that matters and why it's going to feel a heck of a lot better than feeling like you have to put on a show for people on social media and how it's going to draw your ideal clients to you. I think I've kind of discovered that it was a buzzword for a reason because it's one of the keys to making more sales from social media and growing faster. It's being authentic and being who you are. It's also the only thing that is completely 100% uncopyable. If you're the type of person who worries about someone stealing your brand or stealing your offer or like stealing your business, no one can steal your personality. They can try, but it's going to be awkward. (laughs) If you're new to shiny new clients, welcome. So happy to have you here. My name's Jenna. I'm a marketing coach, and I also own a social media management agency. And so this episode is going to be designed for service providers and people who are a personal brand and also have a service that they sell, a service-based business. This information about being authentic as a brand is applicable to everyone, but that's going to be the focus because that is the bulk of the audience that I serve. Usually on this this podcast, we're talking about how to get clients for a service-based business. I think one of the biggest dilemmas folks face is this idea of, um, you know, being a perfectionist. And I was having a conversation with a friend of mine who's a journalist, and She was talking about how when she worked for the news, she had to turn out articles really fast and just try her very best to make them as accurate as possible. And she had to turn them out quickly. And it really helped her beat her perfectionism because she had a deadline to hit. And we kind of got into this conversation and she said something really interesting to me. She said, in essence, authentic is the opposite of perfection. So if you're trying to be super perfect all the time, you're really worried about how you're showing up online. Well, firstly, that's totally normal. I hear that all the time. I hear that from almost every small business owner that I work with. But I think it's also interesting to to realize like being perfect is the total opposite of being authentic. Because if you're trying to like over edit everything you do and you're putting a post up on the computer and you're staring at it for eight hours wondering if it's a perfect enough, the more you edit it, the more you change it, the more you adapt it, the more you worry, the less and less authentic it's actually going to be by the time it hits the masses. 
And a lot of times people, when they're doing that, you end up editing out your personality. You end up editing out your sparkle and the little isms that make you you. And again, those are the things that are your superpower. Those are the things that are making you uncopyable, even if they feel small right now. You know, your choice to use the word hacking instead of hack or, you know, any sort of little language choices that you end up editing out trying to sound more like your industry or trying to sound more professional are taking out this authenticity that people are going to fall in love with you over. Here's another way to look at it. If you're walking down the street and you bump into someone who's not super close to you, let's say like your friend's mom you bump into and she says, oh, hey, Caitlin, how are you? You're going to be like your first answer. First thing that comes out of your mouth is being like, I'm well. How are you, Mrs. Marshall? (laughs) You know, you're just going to say, yeah, I'm good. And maybe you weren't. Maybe your cat just died. I don't know. Maybe you're not good, but you're just going to say I'm good because that's like the public facing part of your persona, right? Riddle me this. Is that inauthentic? I don't think it is. I don't think it is because that's just the social norm for how you respond to that question in public. And so I'm, I am getting to a point here. I think you also get to decide how much you want to share with people and how much you want to share with your audience. And then you can operate your authenticity sort of within those parameters. <laughs> Never has being authentic been more complex than the way I'm explaining it right now. But if you decide that you don't want to share too much of your personal life with your audience, then your level of authentic doesn't mean you need to like overshare. You can still say, I'm good when somebody asks you how you are. And that's still the honest answer because you have this like social expectation. You know, you've decided how much you want to share. Maybe you're an oversharer like me, LOL, or um, maybe you're not. And that doesn't mean that you're not being real with people. You just kind of make that decision and then you operate from within it. I've had students go through my Instagram marketing program and tell me that, say, you wrote a post and It was you wrote it when you felt really good and it was on a good day and everything in your life was going good. And then you scheduled it in your content scheduling software and you scheduled it for next Wednesday. And then Wednesday comes around and you're feeling really bad. You're feeling yucky. Your cat is sicker than ever. I'm sorry, this episode is so triggering if you actually have a sick cat. But anyway, Wednesday comes around Wednesday. You don't feel good. And that post launches. And sometimes people get the ick because they're like, well, I didn't actually feel good when it launched. To me, that's not inauthentic either. You felt good when you wrote it. It was true when you wrote it. And then it went out on a day where you don't feel that good. And guess what? You don't even know your audience the information that you don't feel good today. You don't need to share that with them. That's not inauthentic either. So that's like a setback that I get from a lot of people when it comes to scheduling your content. Because I'm always telling you, schedule your content. It's going to save you so much time. We cannot run businesses and be writing a new post every single day. You have to write them all at once, schedule them all at once, then leave and live your life and have them schedule on autopilot. More on that at the free training in the show notes, how to get clients from Instagram if you're interested in that. But anyway, scheduling content, sometimes people have this like setback of feeling like it's inauthentic. Dude, it's not. It's okay. It's allowed. We are business owners and you do get to decide how much you share and you can still be authentic within that rule. Not to a brag or anything, but I get told that people admire my authenticity all the time, and it actually made me kind of want to break it down. So I've been asking my audience in posts and sort of trying to figure out what does that mean? What are people seeing in me that makes them call me authentic? And I broke it down into a few things. Take it or leave it. Food for thought. 
As I go through these things, ask yourself, where do I want to fall on these? And what what rules do I want to set for myself so that I can show up more authentically, which attracts more of your target audience, right? So a little bit of vulnerability, people read that as authentic. A little bit of vulnerability that could be sharing when you're down as well as when you're up. But again, just within whatever level is comfortable to you. Maybe you share a story of a time you messed up and then how you fixed it so that you don't lose the trust of your audience. Here's the time I messed up and here's how I did it better the next time. And now here's the lesson I learned moving forward. Genuine gratitude is also vulnerability. So sharing genuine gratitude, that can be very vulnerable. And that is so authentic when you have the opportunity to show like that you're thankful to someone who helped you get to where you are or whatever. Being opinionated very authentic to be opinionated. Do you want to attract people to your business whose values align with you? Is that important to you? Answer that question for yourself right now. Is it important that I attract other people whose values align with mine? Great. If you said yes, then I'm sorry to tell you, you need to let your values be known. You need to be a bit opinionated. You need to share your values if you want to attract people who share those values. And again, I'm not saying you need to jump, jump out there and, and change everything all at once and be louder than you're more comfortable being. It's just a thought experiment. It's just food for thought. And if that scares the ish out of you, that's, that's fine. You don't need to change anything today. You don't need to change anything ever. There are no rules here. That's like becoming my new catchphrase. There are no rules. But seriously, it, I mean, if you do want to attract people who have the same values as you, you have to let your values be known. If that was uncomfortable, this next one, it, it's going to be worse. I think that in order to look and be authentic on social media, you need to show up a little bit more than you want to And on days when you don't feel perfect and wonderful and right and awesome. If you think about someone on social media who posts once a week, like think of a celebrity or like a, you know, a a person of note or a personal brand who only posts like once or twice a week. Is that the person who you also praise with being so incredibly authentic? I think that it's not. I think you need to show up more often than that. And that also requires you showing up on days when you don't feel 100% perfect. And that's what makes people go, okay, I love this person. They're so real. I trust them. I relate to them. And I want to work with them. I asked my followers, like I said, I asked my followers what authentic means to them. And one of the things that came up that I had not thought of was the voice that someone uses to speak on camera and record videos. And so I thought that was really interesting. Like, I know that that can really make people get in their heads. So I don't want you to get in your head about it. But are you using a more performative voice? And maybe that's your brand and maybe that's okay. Maybe you want to be a keynote speaker and work in a corporate world and you talk like this on camera and that's your brand. And that is totally okay. I'm just sharing that when I polled my audience, they said they want to feel like they're sitting in the living room across from somebody. And that makes them, I think it makes everybody kind of feel a little bit more at ease. And it makes you feel, if I say authentic one more time, my head's going to burst. I've said the word so many times. But um the feedback I received was, you know, people want to feel like they're on a FaceTime call, like they're sitting in the living room, like you're just talking to them like a normal human, like a friend, and it puts everyone at ease and then they can relate to each other a little bit better. If you want a little challenge, a little action step that you can do right now to practice this sort of 
authenticity. Like, I really want to make sure you don't get stuck in your head. I know I've given you a lot to think about in this short episode. Um, Pop into your Instagram stories and just share wherever you are right now, a little nugget of your day, no matter how you look, no matter where you are, if it's related to your business or isn't, I dare you to just pop in and show a moment from your day. You could put a little bit of text on the screen if you want. You could say that Jenna dared you to do this (laughs) or your new marketing coach made you do this, but just practice and kind of rip off the Band-Aid and share just an honest, candid moment and see how that feels. And maybe that'll just be step one. And then you can answer some questions for yourself, decide how open you want to be with your audience and start being more authentic and open and off the cuff with all of that in mind. Thanks so much for tuning into the Shiny New Clients podcast. If you have a chance to leave us a, and by us, I mean me, a five-star rating or a positive review, that would be awesome. When you tell me what you like to hear, I can give you more of it and make this podcast exactly what you need today to start getting more clients from the content that you post online. I'll see you in the next one.